0: I understand that the subject matter can be triggering, so if there are any points where you would like to take a break or skip a question, please feel free to do so. My name is Joshua Miller. Uh, the date of recording is Tuesday, August 11th. Um, can you state your name and your entry into Goucher College?
1: Uh, my name is Genesis Mendez. Uh, I go by Jen. I went
0: got for Goucher fall 2017. Okay. Um, so the first section is going to focus a bit on general background information about kind of who you were before you came to Goucher and what inspired you going to Goucher. Um, so the first question is, how would you define your background and what was your life like before attending Goucher?
1: say that I was um, a pretty like small I don't, yeah small town girl from like Massachusetts uh, that went to a performing arts high school <laughs> um which is like I feel like on brand for Goucher <laughs> um, I was super active and like bubbly I would say as a like up and coming teenager, adult, or whatever. Um, I was pretty active like within my school with like activism and also performing and making things aw- like making administration aware at my like high school. Um, I was also very active within my church community um, just because my parents are pastors, and so doing like community work. Um so very involved within my city. Um and I feel like being I'm also Puerto Rican and Dominican, so um being where I'm from, uh even just being Puerto Rican, it seems like there's a kinship within you like each other and like we're always rooting for each other regardless of whether we know someone that well or not. Um, and so, I guess I was very just, like, community-oriented. And I think I still am. I think i am a little, like, just being a gal, I'm detached from it a little more than being a part of the community. But, like, I still dedicate my work to community work.
0: Okay. Um, so... Before you got to college, what did attending college in general mean to you? Were you excited about the opportunity, and did your family expect you to pursue a, a degree?
1: Um, so, attending college for me was a requirement in my household. So, um, ever since I can remember, my parents were always on me saying that I was to go to college. I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> they were like, if you live in my house, you go to college, and then that's it. Um, life and careers are pretty hard without degrees at the current moment so we want to make sure that you have a, a like, sustainable life and career and money um, so that's kind of where I was or what I was taught my whole life um, and then when it finally came time to actually go to college um, I think for me I was a little bit more excited to like just make a decision on where I wanted to go Um, And that's where I had the autonomy in that decision, was like, the choice of going somewhere. Um, And so for me, Goucher was kind of far enough away from home to be able to do what I wanted, but close enough just in case something happened, I could just be able to go home or call my mom and be like, hey, I need help or something. Um, And... I'm, ne- like, on my mom's side, I'm not necessarily first generation, uh, because my cousins have all been, are all older than me, and they've all gone to college and got their degrees, but on my dad's side, I'd be the first to get a degree in college, um, and be able to, like, say that for my family, at least within his side, because they had a poor upbringing, or a, Yeah.
0: Okay. What motivated you to attend Goucher?
1: Um, I honestly Goucher wasn't even on my top three. <laughs> uh, I very much wanted to go to UConn, uh, University of Connecticut, and Connecticut. Um, it was about forty-five minutes away, and then I think it came down to financial aid. Um, once all my financial aid packages came in and then um, that's when Goucher that finally kind of, like became part of my top three because it had like given me quite a lot of money um, to return um, and then I think it came down to like visiting Goucher and being there um, and like seeing what it was like um, and once I had actually like got here and like Seen everything. I think it was a matter of like making connections
0: with people that got me to stay at Goucher. Okay. So the community was kind of a big aspect. Yeah. Okay. What was your level of awareness regarding Goucher's levels of diversity?
1: early on, I think when I visited I had noticed that there wasn't a lot of black students Um, uh, I had went to like an accepted students day and there wasn't that many black kids so I was just like this is going to be eerily similar to um, high school but also I have the autonomy to decide whether I want to stay on campus or not Um, So that's like even before I even got to Galtra and I took a gap year. So So I want to say accepted Students' Day April of 2016.
0: Okay, did you believe, despite the fact that Galtra is a predominantly white institution, that? your voice would be heard as a person of color and that your issues would be addressed by the administration?
1: Um. I want to say yes, but that is because I am pretty, like, grounded in the Office of Student Engagement and I'm surrounded by black folk all the time. So... I
0: want to say yes, but I'm going to say no. Okay. Well, now that you're now that you are currently a student here, do you feel adequately represented as a black student? Do you, how do you feel your voice is heard um, by other students and faculty and staff? Um, I feel amongst the student body, I'm represented pretty well.
1: Um, we have if you. That has have been doing a lot of like groundwork. I guess I got there to really be like get your shit together. Um, within staff, I feel as if there's a lot of black folks to represent me. Um, within faculty, I don't feel as if there's enough people hmm. to represent me.
0: Okay. Um, I'm oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, do you feel at times that there, do you feel like at times you have to create your own spaces or path on campus?
1: Um, yes. So, I had to very much, like, set intentions when I was doing events or hosting things at Goucher, such as pride week and for anything coming out of OSC and at least within the last year um, very much stating that like we need to focus on black students and like what they need hmm.
0: okay so there were a few points where you felt responsible to take up the mantle for certain groups? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Yeah, I guess that's how I would put it, more so just, like, Goucher was very much lacking black students in many aspects, like, the representation of black students in many aspects, and even welcoming black students in many... I wouldn't say just events, but, like, spaces in general. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Have there been times when you feel when you felt that your peers failed to make you feel welcome within the Goucher community?
1: Do you say peers? Yeah. Uh, I would say, uh, amongst my black peers, no. I feel like I've always been welcomed, regardless of circumstance or situation. Um. I feel like amongst white students have only ever been welcomed when it was like it's racial work can you come in and, and join us and it's like I don't want to do any of that um, so depending on the demographic I feel welcome sometimes but overall no
0: okay but sometimes you feel tokenized yes hmm. and this is the last question for this section do you ever feel motivated by your surroundings and Goucher's community to more adamantly pursue your own personal goals?
1: Um, no. Uh, I think that was very obvious my first two years at Goucher. Like, I don't want to do any of this anymore. I don't really want to be doing a lot of this work. Um, I don't feel supported. Um, and I feel like it has a lot to do with culture's atmosphere um, and the way they conduct a lot of attitudes towards black students. Um, so, no.
0: OK. Well, that covers the introduction. This um, section more so covers the event itself, the event of the hate crime. The background being that the morning of November 14th, 2018, the student population received an email from Vice President and Dean of Students, Brian Coker, informing them of anti-black graffiti that was posted on Hubeck Jeffries' first floor. Do you remember where you were and how you felt when you learned this news
1: I don't really remember where I was but I remember the feeling the next day or I think it was pretty late at night that I remember receiving this information or very early in the morning Hmm. I just remember like being in my bed from what I can recall um and then the next morning, having to go to class, um, and it was uh, piece one forty eight with Alish mapping violence, which was very ironic, I want to say. Um, and stepping into the class, and Ailish being like, "Well, um, I have a curriculum and a lesson plan for today, but in light of what happened." such and such. I'm going to ask the black students in this class if they would like to speak on on this situation and are discussed. Um, and there was only, I think at the time, two of us inside of the class, mm-hmm. which was me and Olivia Haynes, I want to believe. And I, my immediate answer was no, I do not want to talk about this. Not in front of a bunch of White students, um, just because I don't want to be the one educating someone on why my life matters and why I like like why not only do the like I feel scared for the students that were targeted in that um, in in the crime, but why I'm also scared for my life as well because I was living in the black affinity house at the time
0: Mm. What, if you can recall was the response from administration and the student body and did you believe that either was um, adequate?
1: I feel that the administration for once had like actually responded pretty quickly. Um, I remember Brian Coker sending an email pretty immediately um, the next day. Um, but I felt like a lot of time had passed um, at a certain point of like, we don't know who it is. we're still trying to figure it out. We're speaking with the um, local officials and the police and whatever to figure it out. And then, like, shortly thereafter, there was, like, a hit list, and it was like, you guys are not acting fast enough. (laughs) Like, now there's a hit list, and that's a little jarring. Um, So initially, I thought they had acted pretty quickly, and a lot of people had shown up for, like, vigils and um, had shown that they were supportive. And by people, I mean, like, my white peers of like we're like we're here to support you and to listen to what you guys need, um, but the administration was kind of lacking in that. Of we're trying to act as fast as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, at what point did you become aware of? the blackout protest that was being organized for that following Friday, and how did you feel about it?
1: Um, I was pretty much very involved with a lot of, I I wouldn't say I was involved with the, like, organizing of the protest, but I was very much informed pretty early on, and, um already like on board to be a part of all of those things um and show up um for not just like myself but also the people around me that i cared about um and i think for me that week was already really tough outside of voucher i had already had like a lot of um, personal issues going on at the time um with just my health and so i feel like
0: that issue exemplified it. Um time more. Hmm. How to say, how to say, did you how did you feel about the event's execution and what did the event mean to you?
1: Um I felt very It felt almost like being at home When I was around my friends And like seen and like Being able to enjoy like, The company of my friends And like disrupt this space That is generally quiet um, All the time And Like Just To sit and like Really just take a moment Out of someone's day to be like this is the joy that you get to see every, like, that we get to see every day, and, like, we don't understand why you can't see it, but, like, I guess stepping out to show someone else, you know? Mm. Um, And then I think a very powerful part of the protest itself is, um, for me, uh, was sitting on the steps of Mary Fisher like, leading into the dining hall, um, and Sydney said, Sydney Jones said some very powerful things, uh, along the lines of, like, um, uh, if you feel uncomfortable with us sitting here, um, today, um, as we're disrupting you and, like, what your schedule is to go get food and dinner and enjoy your time with your friends and whatever it may be that you're coming here for um, we need you to sit with that discomfort because that's how we feel every day that's how we feel being at this institution made for white students and the color of our skin shouldn't be a problem but it is and now we're here and so I feel like that was a very big staple of like the reason
0: why we were doing it and um, honestly i don't think anybody could have said it better than sydney mm. okay so could you describe aside from um the sitting on the stairs which was uh, the conclude, which marked pretty much the conclusion of the event itself um could you describe some of the activities that were done throughout like that were also carried out throughout the blackout
1: um, from what I remember, there was like basically like a dance party <laughs> at one point, um, which was fun to be a part of. Um, there was a, a chant, like a circle chant. Um, I think it was saying like I'm student 103? Um,
0: 104.
1: 104. Um, I remember there was Like, it was, like, a general sit-in for the most part, like, educating students on what happens. Um, And I was pretty in and out for most of the day. I was, from what I can remember, like, just occupying space. Mm.
0: Okay. And on the the last note for this section, if you had to summarize... The general goal of the Blackout protest, what would you say it was?
1: Um I feel like there were the immediate one was to protect Black students um to value Black students um but to also seek justice and like actually do something on top of you need to be listening to our black students you need to be able to um represent them in more ways than one i feel like i'm generalizing because i can't really remember from that far
0: back okay and with that we're going to just move on to the final section which is focused on the aftermath on, on
1: the
0: what? The Aftermath. Okay. On November 30th, 2018, it was announced by the Baltimore Sun that Finn Arthur, a biracial student, was the culprit of the hate crime. How did you feel learning that Arthur was biracial? Did it change your feelings on the hate crime itself?
1: Um, yes. Um. Because it seemed to me as if there was a sense of self-hatred behind it. Um, And I I feel like just as black people, we tend to empathize a lot more and try to, like, I wouldn't say we try to give people excuses for their actions, but, like, look for means of -hmm. an action and, like, reasoning. Uh, Whereas, had it been just it was a white student. We would have been like, "All right, that's it. Working like done. Like there's not, there's not much else to deliberate there." Um, but him being black, I felt was um, like, I guess us as peers and or students could have tried to educate him or something. And probably, and he was probably receiving the education that he needed, but like he was lacking. Um, something somewhere and it was an obvious like he very much hates himself or I wouldn't say hates himself but hates his blackness in some way Mm
0: -hmm. is
1: how I could that
0: okay when we move on to the present as of today if you type goucher hate crime 2018 into google news There are at least three articles which attribute the hate crime itself to being a hoax. How does the branding of the hate crime as a hoax make you feel? And what do you think news outlets were trying to accomplish in doing so?
1: I think labeling the hate crime as a hoax hurts the black community. I doubt you. Just because I feel like black issues are already downplayed enough. Feel like it takes a lot before black issues are actually addressed, and so for people to label it as a hoax um, made it a little bit harder to deal with and manage and navigate while being at culture. Um, I don't necessarily know what the goal was, other than to hurt people. And like, honestly, just to me, it was like, why would we as black students make this up? Why would we, I don't know, we're not making this up, like this is our real lives and this is our lives on campus and off campus.
0: Okay. Now we're nearly, we're nearing the point where it's almost been two years since the action itself and I was wondering what actions have you seen the administration undertake to better address the needs of black students
1: Um, I feel like they haven't actually and although like there has been work done um, with um, I'm, or at least among staff and some faculty, I don't really feel as if the like administration has been trying to because a lot of the people that have been doing the groundwork are black, um, and have been trying to implement um change, have been black people, um, so that whether that be like black student union or like the Office of Student Engagement with Aisha, um, Rob, uh, and then the only other person I can really think of that's like within the faculty that I know has been like actively helping, or helping in some way with Stubla, um, and, and that was really it, but it didn't feel as if like at the time Brian Coker or was Jose still president at the time Mm -hmm. yeah or Jose was doing anything like yes there were white people trying to like raise awareness such as uh, Stacey, and also still trying to keep the momentum but I don't feel as if there was enough and I don't feel as if much changed
0: do you think that the diversity trainings that the institution implements are adequate to foster a new, a more um inclusive community? Um,
1: no. Uh, and I'm assuming you're talking about the diversity training that was online. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was like a start, but I don't feel like one training is enough.
0: Yeah and do you think and I suppose you kind of t- you touched upon this a little bit already but the question okay. the question is do you feel like there has been a change in attitudes regarding the administration's response to the student body especially the black student body
1: um yes because I feel like we have students who are very like hi we're here can you, like almost trying to be polite in a way like hi we're here are you like kind of like when you go to your parents to be like hey can you listen to me for a second and like having an open dialogue or and or going to a friend I feel like it was very familial like um to be like hey could you like listen to us and then I guess over time after like seeing how Goucher reacts and um moves forward with certain things um I feel as if we've been a little bit more firm and more demanding and so I wouldn't say aggressive at all but I would say like I'm trying to find the words um yeah I'm just going to say like a little bit more firm and demanding um, and more so like stop beating around the bullshit just like stop beating around the bush and give us what we need Mm -hmm. Um, stop deterring from what the actual goal is here um, and give us what we are asking for
0: okay and there's just two more questions left One being, first being Do you think that in a situation Pertaining to race Putting you in danger Your non-POC friends would know What to do to support you?
1: Um Yes And that is because I've chosen my friends wisely And I've chosen to educate my friends wisely At least my non-POC friends Mm. Um and I have very few non-COC friends. Um, so they have been able to, like, weed out the bullshit and not actually, like, ask me, are you doing okay? Is there anything I need to do? And so they just kind of step up and, like, do certain things. And then they'll ask, like, hey, if I'm doing certain things wrong, just let me know. And then, like, usually I'll say something and speak up. Before anything can be wrong, but, um, at least for myself, I can say yes. Um, but I think a lot of white students on campus or my white peers are not.
0: Okay. And I suppose in that regard, what are some things that you would like to see moving forward on the administration and the school as a whole's behalf to make sure that our needs as Black students are better acknowledged?
1: Um, I would like for them to listen to us when we speak the first time and not the tenth time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess more implementation like not a like we have a lot of theory-based talk and like here's what we're going to do but we have yet to do um and more so just we're doing this now and that's it um as well as just creating a space for us um to actually like feel safe um and prioritizing our safety Um, so that way we can coexist on campus with each other um, in the meantime I guess um, and providing the resources for us to like navigate being on campus in such a predominantly white institution
0: okay well that's my last question so thank you for the interview thank you one
1: second